Nehemiah chapter 3. Nehemiah has come to Jerusalem, the, the city of God. And he has come after a time, if you remember earlier in the first sermon in this series, he has heard some terrible news of the state of the city of Jerusalem. And he prays. And he's in much anguish over what he has heard of the state of Jerusalem. He wants desperately to return in Nehemiah chapter 2. His prayer is answered and he is sent back. Yes, by King Artaxerxes, king of Persia, the most powerful ruler of that day. But more importantly, sent by God. Sent by God to do this work. And right before we're going to look at Nehemiah chapter 3, he's also examined the extent of the work that is needed to be done. This evening, by God's grace, let us see what are the blessings of the work in the kingdom. To work side by side. And friends, I think we'll be amazed what happens when we do work Side by side, laboring one with another in our, each of our own part of the wall of the city of God. So Nehemiah chapter 3, let us hear God's holy word. Then Eliashib the high priest rose up with his brothers the priests and they built the sheep gate. They consecrated it and set up its doors They consecrated it as far as the Tower of the Hundred, as far as the Tower of Hananiel. And next to him, the men of Jericho built, and next to them, Zachor, the son of Imri, built. The sons of Hesanah built the fish gate. They laid its beams and set up its doors, its bolts and its bars. And next to them, Merimoth, the son of Uriah, Son of Hakaz repaired, and next to them Meshalem, the son of Berechiah, son of Mesabel, repaired, and next to him Zadok, the son of Bana, repaired, and next to them the Tekoites repaired. But their nobles would not stoop to serve their Lord. Jehoiada, the son of Pesiah, and Meshalem, the son of Bosadiah, repaired the gate of Yeshana. They laid its beams and set up its doors, its bolts and its bars. And next to them repaired Melatiah, the Gibeonite, and Jadon, the Marianathite. The men of Gibeon and Mizpah, the seat of the governor of the, of the province beyond the river. Next to them... Uziel, the son of Hariah, goldsmith, repaired next to them, next to him. Hananiah, one of the, the perfumers, repaired, and they restored Jerusalem as far as the broad wall. Next to them, Raphiah, the son of Hur, 
ruled of half the district of Jerusalem, repaired. Next to them, Jida, the son of Haramath, repaired opposite his house. And next to him, Hattush, the son of Hashabniah, repaired. Milkajad, the son of Haram, and Hashab, the son of Pahath, Moab, repaired another section of the tower of the ovens. Next to him, Shalom, the son of Halohesh, ruler of half the district of Jerusalem, repaired. He and his daughters. Hanan and the inhabitants of Zanoah repaired the valley gate. They rebuilt it and set up its doors, its bolts, and its bars, and repaired a thousand cubits of the wall as far as the dung gate. Malkijah, the son of Rakab, ruler of the district of Beth Hakarem, repaired the dung gate. He, re- he rebuilt it and set up its doors, its bolts, and its bars. And Shalom, the son of Kol Hose, ruler of the district of Mizpah, repaired the fountain gate. He rebuilt it and covered it and set up its doors, its bolts and its bars. And he built the wall of the pool of Sheila, of the king's garden, as far as the steps that go down from the city of David. After him, Nehemiah, the son of Azbuk, ruler of half the district of Bethsur, repaired to a point opposite the tombs of David, as far as the artificial pool, And as far as the house of the mighty men. After him, the Levites repaired Rehum, the son of Bani. Next to him, Hashabiah, ruler of half the district of Keilah, repaired for his district. After him, their brothers repaired Bavai, the son of Henadad, ruler of half the district of Keilah. Next to him, Ezar, the son of Jeshua. Ruler of Mizpah repaired another section opposite the ascent to the armory of at the buttress. After him, Barak, the son of Zabai, repaired another section from the buttress to the door of the house of Eliashib, the high priest. And after him, Merimoth, the son of Uriah, son of Hakaz, repaired another section from the door of the house of of Eliashib to the end of the house of Eliashib. After him, the priests, the men of the surrounding area repaired. After them, Benjamin and Hashab repaired opposite their house. After them, Azariah, the son of Mishaiah, son of Ananiah, repaired beside his own house. After him, Benua, the son of Henadad repaired another section from the house of Azariah to the buttress and to the corner. Palal, the son of Ozai, repaired opposite the buttress and the tower projecting from the upper house of the king at the court of the guard after him. Padiah, the son of Parash, and the temple servants living on Ophel repaired to a point opposite the water gate. On the east and projecting tower. After him the Tekoites repaired another section opposite the great projecting tower as far as the wall of Ophel. Above the horse gate the priests repaired. Each one opposite his own house. After them Zadok the son of Imel, Imer 
repaired opposite his own house after him, Shemaiah the son of Shechaniah, the keeper of the east gate, repaired after him, Hananiah the son of Shelemiah, and Hanum the sixth son of Zalaf, repaired another section. After him, Meshalam, the son of Barakiah, repaired opposite his chamber. After him, Malkijah, one of the goldsmiths, repaired as far as the, ha- the house of the temple servants and of the merchants opposite the muster gate and to the upper chamber of the corner. And between the upper chamber of the corner and the sheep gate, the goldsmiths and the merchants repaired. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. Our text will be that chapter of Nehemiah, chapter 3. How many of us remember our first paid job? Or perhaps, how many of us remember our first work experience? Something we learn the more we work those of us with work experience, it's one thing to study something in a book, and there's another thing to experience it and to live it out and to use and develop those skills. We can learn a lot about ourselves and also how to be a blessing to others. It can help us to mature, can't it? To take another step towards adulthood, especially if we are young And to learn many things in the process. We think of CVs if you are looking for a job. The person usually with the most experience is the most impressive candidate. And why is that? Because they're more likely to be a blessing and a help to those around them. Those of you who enjoy working in your gardens, there's a, an illustration that might help you with this. Working in your garden can be a great blessing to you. And also, not just to you, you, you learn many things. The work can be very rewarding. But also, it can be a tremendous lift to the entire community you live in. You just see some tremendous gardens as you walk through various places And you just see the beauty of nature. And there is just one example of how something so small and seemingly insignificant can bless that person in that work. But also bless those around them. I remember working my first job outside of home when I was 16. And I got a job in a factory. And it was a job I loved. It was making timber pallets for a computer company and it helped me tremendously to grow up. Work isn't a bad thing. That might sound controversial today. Work isn't a bad thing. Work is a, is a wonderful thing. Work has been there since before the fall. If you remember back to Genesis chapter 2 verse 15... What was Adam told to do? He was told to tend or cultivate and keep that wonderful paradise he was given. 
So work is a wonderful thing. And that work brings blessing to those who do the work and also to those around them. And of all work that we will do on this earth, the most wonderful, the most precious, the most blessed is kingdom work. Kingdom work. Work which helps us to to mature and work in which we seek to make Christ's name known. Work that seeks to glorify our God, our King, our Redeemer. This evening we're going to look at Nehemiah. Nehemiah and the people of God and how they worked together. How they worked together, this kingdom worked together. And how it was a blessing one toward another. And how they served the kingdom, how they served the city of God, Jerusalem, and how it blessed that city. We're going to look at it, we're going to look under four headings. The first heading we're going to look at this evening is this Kingdom work sanctifies. Kingdom work sanctifies. Nehemiah 3, verse 1. Then Eliashib. The high priest rose up with his brethren, the priests, and built the sheep gate. They consecrated it and hung its doors. They built as far as the tower of the hundred and consecrated it. Then as far as the tower of Hananiel. They, and built the sheep gate. They consecrated it. This is the beginning of the work in which they are doing To repair this wall which is around the city of Jerusalem. And it was in trouble. And this was known. And the beginning of this work was with the sheep gate. What did they do? At the beginning of the work they blessed it. They sanctified it. This word consecrated can also be translated sanctified. To be set apart, in other words. Dedicated for God's holy use. And this would have been done through prayer and sacrifice. Through worship. By the priests mentioned here in our text. This holy use is God's holy use and purpose. And this is very much the sheep gate. Is very much the front door of the city of Jerusalem. A very important thing which we're going to see. This front door was this, this gate in which the sheep would enter. It was located in the north of the city where it began this work. And it would also go all the way around the city and finish with the sheep gate. We'll see this also in verse 32. And it says at the end of this work, it says this. And and between the upper room at the corner, as far as the sheep gate, the goldsmiths and the merchants made repairs as far as the sheep gate. So they began there. They went all the way around making the repairs and they finished off again at where they began. At where they consecrated and blessed the work 
of God. The work begins and ends there. And this sheep gate was where the sheep would enter. They would enter in because of sacrifice. This was not too far away from where the temple was, where worship took place. And they were led in through by the shepherd. It wasn't always for sacrifice, but it could also be for selling in the market. But this set-apart work begins with where the priority of the kingdom should lie, doesn't it? Think about sacrifice. We think about the Old Testament sacrificial system. Bringing in those animals for the worship of Almighty God. Where the priority lies for kingdom work is in worship. It's in worship. Whatever work we do, brothers and sisters in Christ, whatever work we do, it must begin with the priority of worshipping our God. It must begin and it must end there. It must prioritize worship and we must seek to have that blessed by Almighty God in order to be a blessing to anyone else around us. In order to serve or do anything of any value. We need the help of Almighty God. In order for God to bless his city. His holy city. Jerusalem. The first fruits of their labors blessed. The beginning of their work. Kingdom work. If it is kingdom work. It must make. The city of God, that is the church, more holy, more sanctified, closer to our Savior in conduct, in behavior. Labor prayerfully seeking His guidance, His advice. But this work also blesses the entire City, the entire church, the entire body. The city of God, as we said, is to be holy. And so kingdom work is to promote holiness. Holiness. Without which no one will see the Lord. It says in Hebrews 12, 14, pursue peace with all people and holiness. Without which no one will see the Lord. If we want blessings for our work, dear believers in Christ, if we want blessings for the work of God, it must be that the work would draw us closer to our King. It wouldn't draw us away from the King of glory. It would bring us closer to being more and more like Him. Much work in the church today, and I'm talking about in the wider church, can often be a distraction, can't it? Much work in, in the name of the kingdom can be work that can bring us away and really distract us from, from prayer, from, re, from communion one with another, and bring us farther from our God. 
And the things we must ask ourselves when we labor for Christ, when we labor to build up the church in our day, is it work that brings us closer to Him? Is it work, sanctifying work, that will also bring others around us closer to our King? And think about it, as they work on the sheep gate, as they work on this front door entrance to the city of God, what happens to this front door entrance? Have you ever come to a building and it's a complete mess? There's, there's bricks everywhere and probably the entrance is very hard to see. Where is the entrance? It's what happens. When the city of God gets drawn away and becomes more and more in ruin, as it is right now, because of covenant breaking, that entrance into the city becomes more and more obscure. But when it is repaired, it is much clearer for people to see. Our work must point toward how people can enter Into the city of God. Through Jesus Christ. It must make that way clear. It must point towards him. It must bless and glorify God. Because we can do much work in in the name of the kingdom. But does it point toward the gospel? Does it point toward the one The way in which we can enter. The one who is the truth. The way and the life. The Lord Jesus Christ. And in order to enter into the city. Someone must be holy. We enter into the city of God. Through this holy gate. Which is Christ. Because he has taken our punishment. We will not be. As those sheep taken to the slaughter. Another lamb, an innocent lamb, has died in our place. The lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. So we may enter. So we may enter because of him. So number one, kingdom work sanctifies. Number two, kingdom work serves. Kingdom work serves. Verses two to five of Nehemiah chapter 3. Next to Eliashib, the men of Jericho built. And next to them, Zachar, the son of Imri built. Also the sons of Hassanah built the fish gate. They laid its beams and hung its doors with its bolts and bars. And next to them, Merimoth, the son of Arijah, the son of Koz, made repairs next to them. Meshalem, the son of Berechiah, the son of Meshabel, made repairs. Next to them, Zadok, the son of Bana, made repairs. Next to them, the Tekoites made repairs, but their nobles did not put their shoulders to the work of their Lord. Kingdom work serves. They finish this part of the wall, it is sanctified, and then they move along 
in a west direction. And what do they do as they're going along the wall? They are meeting needs. They are meeting needs. If you are in the city, we are to serve where there are needs. To repair the city. To build up the bride where there are, you could say, deficiencies, weaknesses. Um, This is what happens. There are weaknesses in the church, aren't there? We often are the weakness. Myself included. We are sinners. There's no perfect church on this planet. And all need strengthening and building up. And though it is ultimately God who builds up his church, God uses weak vessels such as you and I to build up the bride, the church, the city of God. We serve each other in this effort as they did. As we were talking about this morning, as Robert was preaching about deacons serving And the blessings that there are there in that holy office of being a deacon. The blessings to the church. And through that blessings, we saw in Acts chapter 6, the word spread. Through that service. These people in our text are working on their each part of the wall. The wall that went all the way around. The city of Jerusalem. They all worked in various parts. Says this phrase a number of times here in our verses here. Next to is said a few times, isn't it? Next to is repeated. They served side by side, you could say, in the same body. It's actually pretty remarkable how much they were able to achieve in rebuilding the wall in 52 days. This is why Satan loves a divided body. It's amazing what can be achieved when God's people work together. Looking to the same Savior with the same goal. But they're all working Various different parts of that same body. It says in 1 Corinthians 12 verses 12 to 14. For as the body is one. And has many members. But all the members of that one body. Being many are one body. So also is Christ. For by one spirit we were all baptized into one body. Whether Jews or Greeks. Whether slaves or free. And have all been made to drink Into one spirit. For in fact the body is not one member. But many. And we see this. In our text. They're, They're working. They're laboring along. Not all having exactly identical jobs. But each job is vital. Each job is necessary. And each need is needed to be met. Along the points of the wall. There's no point. In ignoring. One weakness in the wall. All these needs. Need to be met. One of the things which I believe can harm many churches. Is when individual believers think that their part in their laboring in the wall doesn't matter. 
We might think, well, it doesn't matter if I'm not at church. It can be incredibly discouraging to other people if they don't see you at church. It can be incredibly encouraging when they see you at church. You might think it does not matter if I'm at midweek. It does not matter if I pray for the preaching of the word. We may think our little things, they're not little at all, but we may think that they're little and small and insignificant. The enemy loves when we think like that. That my part in the laboring for the kingdom, whatever it is, whatever small thing it may be, it may even be visiting people, whatever it is, every part, every labor along that wall is massively important. God used them all. God used them all. In Nehemiah chapter 3, as instruments to repair the city of God. And when you think about it, does God need any of us? Did God need any of these people to repair this wall all the way around Jerusalem? Not at all. But he uses us to serve in the city of God. To bless. And it's not just a blessing for the other person. To serve is both a blessing for the server and the person who is being served. For both. Here the city is blessed. But all believers gain a blessing from serving. Serving humbles us. It it, it asks us to put aside pride and put our shoulder. Put our necks literally it says in the Hebrew to the work of the Lord. In our text here, we see some who didn't. Verse 5 says this, Next to them the Tekoites made the repairs, but their nobles did not put their shoulders to the work of their Lord. Now, that word Lord can be referring to, it can be referring to either Nehemiah, because it's the word Adonai, but it can also be referring to the Lord of heaven. It's referring to a master. But they refuse to put their shoulder to the, or their necks to the work of God. It is essentially God's work. God's work. Did they think, well, that work is beneath me. I'm not doing that. We must not think that anything is beneath us. In our service of God. As long as it gives glory to God. And as long as we are serving and loving one another. In serving one another. We give to one another. But also. Friends allow people to serve you. Allow people to serve you. Some people I know. And they're wonderful at serving others. But do you allow others to serve you. In your hour of need. In your Time of need. And I say this because you actually rob a Christian of the opportunity of the blessing of serving you. A believer in Jesus Christ. So we must give and take in these issues. It says in Galatians 5.13 and 14. For you brethren have been called to liberty. Only do not use liberty as an opportunity for the flesh. But through love serve one another. For all the law is fulfilled in one word, even this, you shall love your neighbor 
as yourself. So kingdom work, it sanctifies, it serves. Now number three, we're going to look at how kingdom work strengthens. Kingdom work strengthens. Verses 8 to 12 of our text. Verse 8, next to him, Oziel, the son of Haraiah, one of the goldsmiths, made repairs. And next to him, Hananiah, one of the perfumers, made repairs. And they fortified Jerusalem as far as the broad wall. And next to them, Raphiah, the son of Hur, leader of half of the district of Jerusalem, made repairs. If there's lots of repairs to be done, there's lots of damage there. There's lots of fortifying needed. And imagine you come to a wall. It could be a wall outside of a church or outside of a city and it's falling apart. Have you ever gone to a garage with your car and there's so much to be repaired in it? You're saying it's just just not worth not worth getting repaired the more repair that is needed to something the weaker something is Jerusalem is in a very weak point in our text here if you look at a city and the walls are falling down it is weak I don't think we think about this today like that the the walls are really the the, the strength of a city but for throughout history it was like this Any city without walls is a city without strength. A city without defense. And a city ready to fall. That's what it would say to all its neighbors. Strong walls around a city are often a sign and a sight and a symbol of strength. They needed strength. Didn't they? Kingdom work builds where weak. It builds where weak. And I say this because we should wish to serve wherever God will put us. Wherever God will put us. But often we like to work where there is no weakness. What do I mean by that? It can often be hard, can't it? Say when the church does become weaker. Due to sin. Due to human failings. And rather than stay at our point in the wall. We might. We might leave. Now there can be many good and godly reasons. Somebody may move church. Somebody may do different things. Somebody may be called to another part of the world. But often, often, the work is for us to remain where we are and to work where the wall is weak. And to build that part up. I say this because we must not abandon any part of the walls of the city. A chain is only as strong as its weakest link. We are a body and we need to build up those parts of the church that are weak. 
And may I even say, there are perhaps, even across our denomination, are there parts that are weak, perhaps even discouraged. Perhaps we need to pray about churches, yes, about missionaries, but also about churches that are discouraged, going through difficult times, wondering what the future may bring, and to strengthen those weak parts of the body of Christ, to make repairs to fortify. How can kingdom work strengthen the city? How can it build up, restore, and repair it through the word of God? See, we'll maybe think of many solutions, what we may think of. But it is through the word of God. Through knowing the word of God. Through teaching and sharing the word of God one with another. What you are doing here this evening. Learning the word of God and applying, I pray by God's grace, what the word of God is teaching. So that we can not only be blessed ourselves, but also be a blessing to our neighbors, to be a blessing to our children, to be a blessing to our spouses or our husband or our wife, to be a blessing to our parents, to be a blessing to those who employ us. The city is only as strong as its walls. But it is not, praise God, our work that makes it strong. If it was, it would fall. It's all dependent on God. Because God ultimately, says in Zechariah 2.5, will be a wall of fire all around her and will be the glory in our midst. So kingdom work strengthens. So we've looked at kingdom work sanctifies, serves, strengthens. And finally, number four, our final point. Kingdom work safeguards. Kingdom work safeguards. When I say of safeguarding here, I'm speaking of, yes, protecting, but thinking of the future. The future. And in the church, in the city of God, that is covenant homes, covenant children. It says in the final few verses of Nehemiah chapter 3, it says this in verse 28. From verse 28 down to 31, beyond the horse gate, the priests made repairs each in front of his own house. After them, Zadok, the son of Immer, made repairs in front of his own house. After him, Shemaiah, the son of Shechaniah, the keeper of the east gate, made repairs. After him, Hananiah, the son of Shelemiah, and Hanan, the sixth son of Zalaf, repaired another section. After him, Meshalam, the son of Barakiah, made repairs in front of his own dwelling. The work here in the kingdom and strengthening and fortifying the city, the walls around the city, they don't just affect the city as a whole, they are also repairs in front of these dwellings. So often we can think of kingdom work and the, the work in the home as completely separate things. We, we may not seek to think like that, 
You know, when we're at home, perhaps we relax. After a hard day's work. Okay, we're going to church. We're going to do the, the church thing now. We must not think of it like that. Kingdom work happens at home as well. It happens when we instruct our children. It happens when we even speak to our spouse and we, we, we share the truth and perhaps encourage them with the word of God. But here they do repairs in front of these dwellings. Some of the repairs that are being done here uh, beyond the horse gate and also in other parts of the city in front of the dwellings and they have an, they have an effect on the protection of the home. Our homes are also part of the city of God. Our covenant homes are part of the city of God. Those homes, those households are part of the covenant. I say this because it can be tempting at times when, say, when the church is perhaps going in the wrong direction. And over the last, perhaps, you can name a date, maybe the last 200 years or however long, the church in the West has drifted further and further away from God. And because of this, it can be more and more tempting to withdraw into our families. It can be tempting to withdraw into our homes and we will live there and be protected. I will teach my children and I don't want to be affected by the latest trend in modern Christianity. And I so completely understand that point of view because I had it years ago myself. But I say this, friend, don't think like that. Think of the work of the kingdom when it's strengthened, when we're strengthened together, it also protects your home. It also protects your neighbor's home. And I'm talking about your neighbor in Christ. The, the fortification of the wall doesn't just protect us as individuals, if you want to look at it like that. Our covenant families are also built up. So don't abandon the work of the, of the wall. The solution is more kingdom work. And again, I, I say this not to say that we should abandon our home. Sometimes we think of kingdom work. And we don't perform our home duties. Not that way. But notice where the wall protects. Verse 28 Beyond the horse gate, the priest made repairs, each in front of his own house. Each in front of his own house. Some of this kingdom work, it won't be in full view of everyone. Your children will see it. Your wife will see it. Perhaps your husband will see it. Some kingdom work will be seen for all to see and will encourage those around you and may even be something that encourages other people to strengthen their own homes. But it safeguards the future. Now, it doesn't depend on us, but God uses this. God uses this. If our, if our children are godly, praise God, and they've been raised in the covenant and they're still following God many years later. It's because of God. 
not us. It's because of grace, not us. But when we work here, when we work to the protecting and the safeguarding, when we come around and finishing off the city of God, pointing toward once again, we return at the end of this chapter to the sheep gate. That our lives, our work, our commitment would be always toward, here is the entrance door, the sheep gate. Here is that holy entrance. Here is the way to enter. Here is the reason I'm on this earth. To point towards how other people can come to know our Savior, our Lord. Are you one of his sheep? Here this evening. Are you one of his sheep? Do you follow the shepherd's voice? The sheep who enter into this this sheep gate. Follow the shepherd's voice. They obey him. Not perfectly. But they follow him. They receive the blessings of the kingdom. And they also bless others with their hands. So friends here this evening. I encourage you I call on you all enter this his city to work we are here to work we are here to labor we are here to serve enter his temple once we've entered in through that gate go to the temple to worship with the praise of our lips we no longer have sacrifice of animals but we have the praise of our lips we have the words of almighty God to praise him with enter his presence To rejoice the truth, the way, and the life. Let us make him known. Let us make him known in our homes. Let us make him known in our communities. Let us build up the walls of Jerusalem together. Serving our king. And remembering to serve one another. Amen.